So, life can be hard at times. Can I get an amen on that one? Things come at us all the time. Sometimes they are so bad, we're not sure if we're going to make it. These things can leave us better. Ruth lost her husband and children. Job lost everything and then fell sick. Joseph was thrown in a well by his very own brothers. And then on top of that was later on put in prison. The word of God says that he will never leave us or forsake us. That in our weaknesses he is our strength. But we must believe. We must believe that things will get better. From bitter to better. Ruth. Joseph, Job, they couldn't see it while they were going through it. But things were getting better. The change came, and when the change came, it went from bitter to better. Can you say better? Can you say better? Father's Hearts presents better.
From how I was done wrong I cried out every night Looking for a helping hand That's when it happened Jesus took me in. He held me close Gave me love Refilled my heart Helped me grow Better because His love it made me Always available Anytime Try him out Don't change your life can leave you so bitter, 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 bitter. But you must believe that it gets better, better, better. Oh, yeah. Life, it can leave you so bitter. says in Matthew chapter 11 verse 29 to 30 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light I'm gonna read that one more time take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and we thank you, O oh God, for all that you've done, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that you are faithful, O oh God, to hear the cries of your people's heart. We're grateful that you're not going to let us leave this place the same way we came. We're grateful, Father God, for the great things that you're doing and that you're about to do in our midst, Lord God. We're grateful for your love and for your faithfulness, Lord God, that we're going to choose, O oh God, to get better and not bitter. We're going to choose to trust you for you are in control. So right now, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh in this house. Minister to your people a rhema word, a right now word, oh God, that we can know that we are heard from heaven. So that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the precious name of Jesus, I ask all these things. Amen. Amen. As you're sitting down, I want you to tell your neighbor, too blessed to be stressed. stressed. Uh-huh. Why don't you tell somebody else that this morning? Too blessed to be stressed. Uh-huh. Too blessed to be stressed. 
Amen. We live in a day and age where there's so many pressures. There are so many things that surround us. There are so many issues that come up in our day-to-day life. There are so many things that, that happen that, 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 that try to control us, that, that, that tries to manipulate us, that, that tries to stop us from advancing in this thing called life. Many times we find ourselves, or what I call, we go into survivor mode. Amen. How many of you have been in survivor mode? I'm just trying to get to the, another day. I'm just trying to, we used to say, another day, another dollar. I'm just trying to get, you know, sometimes you go to work, and you're like, Lord, I don't feel like being at work this morning. I'm just trying to make it through my day. We just go into what I call survivor mode. If you ever been in college, you know about survivor mode. You're just trying to get through the semester. You hate the subject. You don't like it. The teacher get on your nerves, but you're just trying to get that passing grade. So you're just in survival mode. There are many pressures that we in this life will face on a constant day to day basis. I want to talk about this, this, this subject of, of stress today, because I think it's something that we all deal with from a day to day perspective. I don't think over, over my time as a pastor, even watching other ministries that I heard too many messages that deal with stress. We deal with stress from day to day. We look around us. We see the stress. We, we, we look at ourselves 10 years ago. Look at ourselves now. We, we see the age coming on us. It's like, wow, some stress caused, caused that. We see gray hair coming in. Like, oh my God, I'm getting premature gray. Stress caused, caused that. I remember when, when we started pastoring at, at about 24 years old. And I had gray hairs coming in my beard. And my wife began to say, okay, that's Mother Joyce. And that's Brother Such and Such. And this is such and such. She began to name every person in the church. That's a great for each one. Stress. You go through pressures in life. If you're a mother, you know, okay, this one is Sage. And this one is William. And this one is this one. Stress in life. We all deal with it. It's all stress that we experience in life. When we look at the word um, stress, stress simply just means it's a state of mental or emotional strain. It means tension resulting from an adverse or very demanding circumstances. That's the only thing that stress means. It means that you're in a tight spot. It means that you're in a place of emotional strain. Stress is not just something that you experience emotionally, but something that also affects your body. It affects your mental um, um, capacity. It affects everything around you. Stress can cause you to eat and stress can cause you not to eat. Stress can cause you just to, to not sleep. Stress can affect you in so many different ways. When we look at the word stress, stress is just a short version or a short form of the word distress, 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 extreme anxiety, sorrow or pain. Many of us, we, we, we deal with these different types of emotions. Often when we're stressed, if we don't check the stress in time, it would lead to depression and then from depression to oppression. And sometimes as Christians, we don't like to talk about depression. We don't like to talk about the pressures that we face. We are in a different age where you have pastors who are committing suicide. You have actors who are committing suicide. People who you think are the cream of the crop. People who you think were on the top that have it all together are killing themselves, are blowing their brains out because of depression, because of stress, because of, 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 of this, this mentality where they have public victory but they have private defeat. 
We're in a day and age where we as Christians, we, we are so used to putting on the mask and saying everything is a-okay, but yet inside we're crumbling. Yet inside we're falling apart. Yes, I'm supposed to be strong because I'm a child of God. I'm supposed to know all the right scriptures. I'm, I'm supposed to know the proper song to sing. I'm supposed to be a professional at this thing called walking with Jesus, but yet we're dying on the inside. Yet we find ourselves going to survival. I have to have the latest outfit. I can't come to church for no rundown shoes now. I got to have the proper look. I got to have my hair in place, you know, because, you know, I, I'm blessed. And I, I talked about I got this new job promotions. I got to look like something. But yet you're in debt and you're stressed. I got to get this good education. So I got, I, I got to take out all these loans. I, 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 have, to, I have to get a man. So I got to look a, a certain way. And you're trying to live up to everybody else's expectations. But you're stressed. You're stressed. Come to church. I got to put a smile on my face. I got to say hallelujah anyhow. I got to praise him like nothing's going wrong. But yet on the inside. Pastor, I'm empty. I'm in survival mode. I got to get there early because I'm ministering this morning. And you know what? Pastor, where everybody be on time. So I got to be there. But inside, I need ministry. I'm stressed. And so we deal with these pressures that come our way. And we find ourselves going into survivor mode. Survivor mode. Survivor mode. We, we, we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to make it on the, 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 the gas is gone, but we try to make it on the fumes. You know, we, we, we try to make it on the crumbs. We haven't really had a good meal, so we're just trying to make it on a little crumbs just to get by. We call that survivor mode. Now, what happens if we stay in this place of survivor mode where we get stressed, where we become overly anxious, where we become filled with anxiety. We find ourselves, four things begin to happen to us when we are in survivor mode. I'm moving quickly today. Four things begin to happen to us when we move, uh, when we are in the mode of trying to survive. Number one, we become self-absorbed. We're under stress. We ain't trying to think about nobody else. I think about the song that's out by Erica Camp Campbell, and she talks about, I need just a little more Jesus. She said, I can't help you because I'm trying to fix me because I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. That's what the song is about. It's all about someone being stressed and they need to rely more on the Lord and they can't help nobody else so they get themselves help first. And when we are uh, in survivor mode, we find ourselves becoming self-absorbed. It becomes about us. You don't want to hear nobody else's problem. You know you're the person everybody talks to. But when you're going through stress, that phone ring, go to voicemail. When that text comes, you ignore it. Because you're just going through your own stuff. You don't want to be bothered with nobody else. Be like, you know what? She wants to handle that today. I cannot. I can't today. I can't. How many of you been in that place? I can't today. I, I just can't. Not another thing. No more drama. It's about me right now. I'm sorry. I'm there for everybody else, but who did for me? I'm stressed. Self-absorbed. 
I can't fix it today. I'm not driving up there. I'm not coming there. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not bailing you up this time. I don't have no money for you this week. I'm going shopping on me this week. <laughs> Self-absorbed. Because you're stressed. You're stressed. You're stressed. You're in survivor mode. You become self-absorbed. Number two, you lose compassion for others. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. Your heart becomes so overwhelmed that you don't even see the needs that are really around you. The genuine needs. Now everybody, you have needy people, but they don't always need certain things. Because you don't want to become an enabler. But there are people who have genuine needs that are around you. But when we are in survivor mode, we're just trying to get through the day. We're just trying to make it. We ain't thinking about nobody else. We're just trying to do for us. We're just trying to go for ourselves. And we lose compassion for others. Lose compassion for others. Pastor said, there's a great need happening. Like, mm-hmm, that's nice. Mm. I need people this Saturday for um, the street fair. There's only two names on the paper so far. Mm-hmm, Pastor, all right. Mm-hmm. What you doing Saturday? I don't know yet, but I know I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Self-absorbed, losing compassion. Yes, I'm going there for others. I ain't scared of you this morning. Hallelujah. I don't have to look up. I'll look down, but I ain't scared of you this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. In survivor mode. I know who you are this morning. Uh-huh. And so we lose compassion for others. And then number three, what happens when we're in survivor mode? We become negligent. Mm-hmm. We become negligent. We just begin to be careless. We 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 forget to to be faithful. We 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 forbid we we forget to be consistent. Sometimes when we're under stress, we lose our routine, we become out of whack, we become out of sync with life, and we just become negligent. How many of you experienced that? You've been so stressed out, you just become negligent. You're forgetting things that you know we don't forget. You're doing things that you know we don't do. You're saying things that you know we don't say. What she said in the song, I fuss and I almost cuss. You're about to do stuff that you know is out of character because you just become so negligent. Because you're in survivor mode. Survivor mode. When, you, when you're in survivor mode, the way you respond to people are different. You know, you could be warm and sweet and nice with a smile on your face, but when you're in survivor mode, what? How you doing? I'm alright. How you doing? What's up? Usually warm and greet with a hug. How you doing? Right. You in church? How you doing, sister? God bless you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Survivor mode. Just trying to survive. I'm going through. I don't want to be bothered. Don't shout me out. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Auto call come. I ain't going up there because that's the mm-hmm. I'm going to stay right where I am. Mm-hmm. Negligent. You do things that you normally don't do. And then the fourth thing, when you're in survivor mode, you become vulnerable to sin. Vulnerable. Things that you look down on say, I will never do that. Never. The things that you start considering doing. I'm pretty sure these pastors that we read about in the newspaper, you know, never thought of committing suicide, never thought of committing adultery, never thought of doing all sorts of, of things. But when you are in survival mode, 
you become vulnerable to sin. You know you should have given up the cookies, but he just looked so good, and I ain't getting no younger. So I'm going to help myself. Oh, I know I'm talking right. My clock is ticking. And God, you're taking too long to answer my prayer. I got some needs, Jesus. Mm-hmm. God ain't dead. <laughs> you become vulnerable to sin. Shoot, I want to go on vacation, but that's my tithe money. Well... Well, Lord, you're going to provide another way because I'm going to take this trip. I'm going to use this top money today. Lord, I'll just pay back later. Vulnerable to sin. Oh, I'm coming after it. I'm going to keep going. I ain't scared of you. Vulnerable to sin. Things that we said we would not do, we do. Telling white lies. Exaggerating the truth. Okay, being deceptive in our speech. Things, hiding stuff from our spouses. Things that we said we would not do. But we do. On the internet, watching things. Looking at things that we should not. Come on. Vulnerable to sin. Vulnerable. 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 Things that we said, that's not right. But yet, I feel like I want to do this thing. We are in survival mode just trying to make it I want to share with you this morning if you find yourself always or consistently stressed it's because you are carrying something that is not yours if you find yourself consistently stressed, you are carrying something that is not yours. That is not yours. Now we go through stressful situations. We have stressful issues. There's seasons of stress. But if you find yourself constantly in survival mode, always on the hustle, always on the go, always got something going on, always busy, always just I gotta do, 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 just keep going, going, going. There's something wrong. You're out of whack. You're out of balance. You are carrying something that is not yours. We just read in Matthew chapter 11, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle to humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What in the world was Jesus saying in this scripture? Now he said, take my yoke upon you. Now a yoke is something that, that, that oxen wrapped around their necks. Why would I want to take Jesus' yoke? What, what, what is that about? Why would I want to take his yoke upon me? He said, learn from me. In other words, if you understand the Old Testament times, especially in the times of Christ, you'll understand that in farming culture, they had oxen that were yoked up. But the yoke was not just a yoke for one oxen. It was a yoke for adult oxen and for a baby oxen. And so they got yoked together. So the big one took on the brunt of the work while the other one just watched and followed along with the adult person. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon me, take, take, take my yoke upon you, he's saying that, look, let me carry the brunt of the way. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Link up to me. Hook up to me. 
you're the little one, but I'm the big one. I'm the one that I'm the one that would die for your sins. I'm the one that would set you free. I'm the one that would show you love. Yoke yourself up with me because you're trying to yoke yourself up and carry it by yourself. And you can't because you're carrying something that's not yours. And that's why you are stressed. You see, when we find ourselves in these stressful situations, often there are issues of the heart that God is trying to deal with. And is a wrestle inside. And sometimes we don't understand what's going on in the inside. Sometimes we have to just quiet ourselves and really hear what God is saying to us. He said, if I am gentle and I'm humble in heart, he's saying you will find rest for your souls. The very thing that you're carrying, the very thing that you're suffering through, the very thing that you're going through, you can find rest in me. He said, for my yoke is easy. He said, if you yoke up to me, it will be easy. And he said, it will be light. It will not be a burden to you because he said, I will carry your burdens. If you're consistently stressed, it's because you're carrying something that's not yours. It's not yours. Well, pastor, how do I know if I'm carrying something that's not mine? How do I know if what's happening is a result of me not letting things go that truly belongs to Jesus? Where the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. Sounds deep, doesn't it? The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one inmost being. In order for us to understand and see if things in our hearts that we're carrying are burning in us, we have to do what I call self-examination. You have to self-examine yourself. You have to look deeper. You have to go beneath the surface. You have to go on the inside of you. Sometimes we cannot even handle silence. We can't even handle silence sometimes. I was on Friday, I, I, I was outside and I was going online drinking that, I, I call it drinking that apple juice. I, I, I was getting my iPhone on Friday. Praise the Lord. I didn't have to wait on that line though. Praise the Lord. I skipped 500 people, just walked up from the line, said, thank you for favor, Lord. Hallelujah. But as I was online, there was a, there was, there was a young man that was there and he was talking about how his phone just broke. And he said, you know, normally I'm up all night. I'm on my phone checking this, checking that, checking this, checking that. And, da, 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 da. and I don't really have a TV, so everything is on my phone. But he said, my phone broke. It just died. It just stopped charging. And he said, it was almost scary these last five days because he said, I was not used to the silence. He said, I was kind of fidgeting my thumbs. I couldn't sleep at night because, you know, he said, I realized how addicted I was to my cell phone. He said, he said, I was, it was just me and my thoughts. And I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just like, what? It's, it's like, wow. And he actually admitted that he really had an addiction, you know, and I thought about, I said, how many of us, if God would begin to just to take all of the accoutrements, all of the excess, all of the things that we find ourselves doing, what if you would shut your cable off and shut your TV down? What if your TV would break? See, some of you would be running, running the best by tomorrow. I'm getting another one. But what if he would just shut everything down? 
Could you stand the silence? Some of us don't want, some of us don't like being still. We're always moving. Some of us can't even stay still in the bed. Your spouse is, you drive your spouse crazy because you keep moving every five minutes. Would you just be still over there? Step over your feet. <laughs> I'm not saying that from experience or anything. I'm just saying that's just what happens sometimes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But some of us, we cannot stand our own silence. But in order for us to really find out what's ailing us, what's truly stressing, what is bothering us, we have to do self-examination. We have to really take time to really talk to ourselves. Have you ever had a self-talk? God, talk to yourself. Boy, get it together. Girl, get yourself together. What's going on with you, man? Why are you acting like this? Sometimes the, one of the best things, I think the most cathartic thing that you can do is get a journal and just begin to write. Just begin to write. You, you, and you begin to realize, what is all this stuff coming out of me? I didn't know all this stuff. And, and all these things happening. And you start discovering that you're fearful. You start discovering that you have doubts. You start discovering that you have hurts and pains and, and different things that you didn't even know that was there because you did not take time to go under the surface. You have to have self-examination. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. You have to self do self-introspection. You have to look inside yourself. If you're finding yourself consistently stressed, you're carrying something that is not yours. So I want to share with you three things this morning. I'm going to get out your way that I believe that will help you to deal with stress. You are too blessed to be stressed. You are, t- I gotta say that again. You are too blessed to be stressed. What are you stressing out about? You're too blessed. The God of the universe is on your side. You're too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed. You got it going on. People are looking at you, wish they could have what you have, and you complain about what you have. You are too blessed to be stressed. All the doors that God has opened for you, all the opportunities that has availed itself to you, you are too blessed. Walk up this morning in your right mind. Chose what pair of shoes you want to wear. Some of you chose what car you want to drive this morning. You're too blessed. To be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. So number one, examine your motives. When you're doing self-introspection, your self-examination, you have to examine your motives. Why do you do what you do? The scripture says in Proverbs 16 verse 2, All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. It looks innocent to us. Well, I'm just going to do this. This is on my heart to do that. And we begin to launch out and do those things until the Lord begins to shine his light and say, but you're doing it for the wrong reason. The motives that you have behind that are not pure. They're self-seeking. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have to examine our motives. Why do we do what we do? Years ago, I said, why do you want to become a pastor? Yes, God called you for the burden, but why? 
Is there anything in me that's self-seeking? Is there anything in me that wants the glory? I had to check myself before I wrecked myself. That's right. And so you have to check yourself. You have to look down on the inside and make sure it's not one of these seven things that I'm about to mention that are there. When you do self-examination of your motives, you have to check to make sure there's no guilt there. There's no guilt. Because sometimes we do things out of guilt. We feel guilty. We feel guilty about decisions, about situations, about things that have happened to us. And so we do things out of guilt. So we have to make sure that there's no guilt there when we do our self-examination of our motives. We have to make sure, number two, this is all under examining your motives. Um, There is no fear there that we're not doing things out of fear or not doing things out of fear. Because fear can cause you to do things, but fear can also paralyze you so you won't do it some of you will not walk into your destiny because of fear mm-hmm. oh it's quiet when I'm going anyway fear yeah. God called you to do something and you all and, and your motives are stopping you from moving forward because you're full of fear you will never reach your potential you will never reach your zenith unless you deal with your motives especially fear some of us our motives we deal with insecurities we have insecure thoughts and feelings things that are inside of us and so it causes us to do things or not to do things because we are so insecure insecure about who we are insecure about our gifts insecure about the way we look about the way we talk and and I'm not saying it because I don't know because I've been there I still have insecurities that I work through it's a process when I was a child I had a horrible speech impediment I used to stutter So for me to be preaching the gospel to you this morning, you have to know it is the Lord. This is a miracle that's standing before you. Insecurities. God, I I was like, I felt like I was Moses. I felt like I was Jeremiah. I said, Lord, I can't speak. I'm too young. And Lord, I can't speak because I can hardly talk. I had to examine my motives. I had to do self-examination. Say, God, this fear, this insecurity would keep me from doing the thing that you called me to do. When God told me it was time to pastor, I wept and I cried. I went into a depression. You said you should be excited. God called you. No, it's not exciting for me. Some of y'all say, here, take the mic, preach next Sunday. Oh my God, I'm going to preach next Sunday at the gathering. Oh my God. Woo! I got an opportunity. Oh, I'm going to show them what I can do. Do it every Sunday. Do it every Sunday. Counsel your people every Sunday. Make phone calls and, and, and deal with all sorts of situations every week. Do it every Sunday. It wasn't anything that, woo, I'm going to do it. Yes, he caught me. <laughs> There's a statistic I just read that said that 50% of pastors fight depression because of all the expectations that are placed on them. Well, you want to do this, huh? That's why I told I said, Lord, I don't want to be no pastor. Pastor, I could tell you. I said, you're going to be the pastor. I ain't going to be no pastor. 
I want to be the traveling evangelist. Because I can hit and run and I can take the same message and preach it in 20 different places and it's fresh word for everybody everywhere I go. I preach it in Tampa. I preach it in California. I preach it in Africa. And it's fresh every time. Hot off the presses. But God said, oh no, Arthur. No, 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 no. I'm going to check your motives. No, no, no. You're going to preach every Sunday a fresh word. 52 weeks. 10 years and counting. Mm-hmm. 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 Jesus. Mm-hmm. Examine your motives. Another thing, pride. Pride. Uh-huh. That pride rises up. Mm-hmm. They need to do that for me because you know I'm called. I'm anointed. You know how long I've been serving the Lord? You know how long I've been in ministry? They need to do this. Pride. And you wonder why you're in survivor mode. Pride. 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 Another thing is acceptance. We want to fit in. That was a big one for me. I still deal with that from time to time. You ain't going to fit in. If you fit in, no one would look at you anyway. Think about it. If you're a circle in a circle hole, ain't nothing different about you. Ain't nothing unique about you. But when you're a square peg in a round hole, everybody notices you. So that's why you become the leader. Because you're different from everybody else. Stop trying to follow the crowd and be who God called you to be. But when you are plagued by this motive of acceptance, you try to just stay in tune with everybody else. You don't want to step out of line. And everybody know you don't fit there anyway. That's right. They'll smile like you're part of the clique, part of the club, but they know you ain't really part of the clique. She ain't really part of it. He ain't really part of it. That's right. So just be who God called you to be. Yes. I remember when I was in school, they used to ridicule me because I'm a Christian. But let me tell you, so the moment something went wrong, like Nicodemus at night, can you come, come in, Arthur? Can I talk to you? Can you just pray for my mother? You know, she's going through. And da, 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 da. everybody began to pull me aside for these side door prayers. I was at the bank. My boss said, Can I drive you home? I was like, You don't need to drive me home. I live right down the block. He said, No, I'll drive you home. Can you pray for my nephew? Because blah, 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 Acceptance. And then some of us do it for recognition. We always got to be recognized. Let the pastor forget your name. I would thank God for brother. Such and such and such, such and such, such and such. He didn't call me. Although I'd sit up all night and cook that chicken dinner. And he didn't call me. I cleaned this church all week and he didn't say anything to me. I played an extra song on that keyboard and he didn't even say my name. Examine your motives. Examine your motives. And then last, lust. Lust. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes is the things that we 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 see. We see. Oh, brother sister got a new car. Oh, I want that. So let, let me do this so I can get that. 
lust of the flesh falling into the, 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 the sensual desires of the flesh and that's not always just sexual okay it, 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 it can be all sorts of just insecurities as we mentioned or, or issues or jealousies and, and things and envies thoughts and all these different things that happen on the inside of us lust of the flesh these are the motives that you must examine just to make sure that you're not consistently carrying something that does not belong to you that belongs to the Lord self-examination so examine your motives number two this will be a quick one examine your schedule some of your schedules are way off whack and we're going to the fourth season you got to get your schedule in order now or you'll be hurt in two months from now Psalms 119, 37 says, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. We have to make sure that our focus is not on worthless things. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? Okay, you have your work schedule. Does your work consume your whole life where you don't have a life? Is some things out of whack, out of balance? Are you so busy that you can't even take care of your own house? Do you have 20 bags of laundry by the door and you haven't cleaned your bathroom in five weeks? Oh, I ain't scared of y'all. I ain't scared. Can I come to your house right now? Is your house ready for a pastor's visit this afternoon for dinner? Kevin do laundry, hand washing clothes every other day. Because your schedule is out of whack. You can't even do, are you eating out every day? When last time you had a home cooked meal? And you should not have more home, less home cooked meals than you do with meals that you have outside. How you going? Because I've been there. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm preaching from experience, baby. Preach, <laughs> Pastor. Thank you, baby. I'm going to keep on going because you said that. <laughs> You're so busy. Lord, have mercy. Just so busy. Turn my eyes from worthless things. We're quick to watch our show. I got to get home because you know it's coming on tonight. We got to get there because my show coming on. Did you DVR it, honey? Did you get that? You're quick to get that show. You're quick to go get that sale. But you ain't quick to do your laundry. Quick to go get that hair and nails done. But you ain't quick to do anything else. Dishes still in the sink. dust everywhere just craziness examine your because your schedule is out of whack when you if you come home every day and you just want to go to sleep there's something wrong now there might be seasons when that happens but if that's the norm you don't have time for yourself your spouse is sitting here honey how your day honey i just want to go to bed right now i don't want there's something wrong i'm not saying we don't have those moments I do. But what I am saying is that if that is the consistent 
thing that happens. There's something out of whack. You have lost your ebb and flow for life. And you need to get your schedule back in check. Proverbs 20, 25 said, It is a trap for a man to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider his vows. Be careful what you commit your time to. You have to examine your schedule. You got this friend want you to do something, this friend want you to do something, this friend want you to do something, and you stretch 20 different ways. Sometimes it's okay to say no. Watch you take a name of no. Oh, yeah, see, y'all can't even say it right. Look at that. When the last time you said that? Tell your neighbor no. No. Yeah, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no sometimes. Yeah, you can say it's okay. You don't have to take that engagement. You don't have to go to this party. You don't have to do this if it's going to cause you to get out of whack. If the question is, I've been washing my laundry in two weeks and I need to do this today. This friend's me to do No, I'm sorry, baby. I got other things I have to handle. No, not today. Yeah. I really want to go. Believe me, I really want to go. But I got, if I don't do it today, it's going to last. It's going to be this, there for another two weeks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You got to examine your schedule. Some of you can't even give your house a full cleaning because you're not there long enough. Spring cleaning, what's that? If I go to that special closet and everybody has that special closet that you open it out and poof, everything starts flying out. Everybody has that closet. And we keep saying, I'm thinking I'm going to get to that. I'm going to clean it up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort through it. I'm, I'm going to go through them clothes. I, I'm figuring to. It's been 20 years. You're still figuring to. You didn't do it yet. Everybody got that junk drawer, all the mail and all the menus and all the food stuff and old duck sauce and soy sauces, then damn fortune cookies and stuff in there 20 years. Everybody has that. Chopsticks and all that stuff and straws and napkins. Can't examine your schedule. That's why everything's out of whack. You have no order around you and you wonder why you come home to a dirty house and you're stressed. Your house is supposed to be your resting place and you can't even rest in your house when you got dust and dirt all over the place. I don't know why I'm going here, but praise the Lord anyhow. If, you, if it's for you, say amen. Baby toys all over the place and kids diapers and all that. Come on. Examine your schedule. Get it together. Get out of survivor mode. Lord Jesus. All right, let me bring this home. Praise the Lord. Last thing, and this is a very important one for you as a believer. Examine your values. Examine your values. The thing that you value most. Mark 8.36 says, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet to forfeit his soul? Examine your values. What are the true things that, that, that mean the world to you? 
Now see, the problem is with Christians especially, and I can testify this thing, we have claimed values and then we have practiced values. And there is a war going on between the two. Practice values are the things that we normally do day in and day out, but yet we have claimed values as well. Now there is a there is a difference between claim values versus practice values. Now a claim volume is this: I call myself a man of prayer. I am a man of prayer. I am a man of the word. Someone would say that as a, as, as a man of God. You would, you, you would want to say that. But then your practice value is you only prayed two times this week. So there's a difference between your claimed value and your practice value. As a woman, you would say, I am a family person. I am a family person. This is my claimed value. I, I love my children. I love my husband. I love my family. But then your practice value is, does that really happen? It's quiet. So, there is, this, there is this battle that is going on between the two. The things that we profess as Christians as our claimed values. I, people say, well, I, 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 I'm faithful to church attendance. But if your practice value is you only hear once a month, then no, you're not. Faithful in church attendance. I'm faithful in my tithing, but if you only tithe every two months and give God tips every other Sunday, then no, that is not a claimed value. You're not practicing it. And so we, we, we go through this struggle of claimed values versus practice values. See, when we do, when we do self-introspection, we begin to examine our values, we have to look at the things that we are practicing every day. We have to make sure that what we profess is really what we live. That what we truly value, that we are really practicing what we really value. Because if we're saying something with our mouth, but our lives, our actions are showing something totally different, then we are in survivor mode because we have not truly examined our values. What do you value? What do you mean, what do I value? Check your bank statement. What do you value? Numbers don't lie. Right, Elder Dwayne? I learned that one from him. Numbers don't lie. You know on the keyboard you have all the different characters and everything? You know why they call it a character? You know why they say when people have good character or bad character? Because character remains the same. I can always go to the keyboard and know that a number two will always be a number two. It's not going to change on me. I'm not going to go press number two. It's going to change to number three. It's going to always be number two because it's good character. So when you have good character, that means you stay the same. You're not different in church than you are home, than you are in the workplace. What I see is what I get. See, if you are confessing that this is your value, this is what you believe in, this is my claimed value, but yet you're not practicing it, your character is out of whack, and that's why you're stressed. Because you're trying to, you're trying to lift up a standard that you can't even live up to yourself. That's why we have to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? 
we have to be ever so careful saints in my closing we have to be ever so careful in the things that we are experiencing the things that we are going through we have to realize that the stresses that that we deal with we have to go deeper we have to look and see why are these things so in my life why am I so overwhelmed why I'm so hurt as Debbie ministered, why I'm so filled with bitterness where I should be getting better and not bitter. God is helping us today. We have to examine our motives. We have to examine our schedule. We have to examine our values. You call yourself a child of God. You claim that value for yourself. But are you practicing what it truly means to be a child of God? Are you one way in God's house, another way at home, and then working someone totally different? Would I be able to recognize you if I popped up on your job tomorrow? Would I be able to recognize your conversation? Would I be able to recognize how you act and how you, how, how you talk to other people? Or would I be shocked and my mouth drop open and give you a door blank? God wants us today. To check ourselves. He wants us to come out of survivor mode. The scripture says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Of its own. I'm praying for us today. That we would truly look deeper. And check ourselves. I know some of us we don't even like going to the doctor. We don't even like going for our annual checkup. It's a fight to get us there. Because some of us we, we are afraid that what the doctor might say. I've been there. What's wrong now? What happens now? But the thing is, if you don't check yourself, you won't know what's really going on inside of your heart, inside of your life. If you don't allow yourself to go through the process of examination, you won't know what's really there. And you can stop something now in its infancy before it has full manifestation. So I'm challenging you this morning, and I'm standing with you. I'm not exempt. That you would take time to self-examine yourself before the Lord this morning. David said, Lord, search me. Search my heart. He says that I think about a flesh like going down the depths and the crevices of our soul. Search me, Lord. See if there's anything in me that's not like you. See if there's anything that's causing me to be filled with this anxiety. Be filled with this pain. To be filled with this feeling of tension. God wants to give you peace this morning. He wants to give you rest this morning. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest. Some of you need some rest today. You've been fighting too long. You need some rest this morning. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. And close your eyes this morning. I'm going to ask you to consider the word that you've just heard this morning. 
What has the Holy Spirit been speaking to your heart? What has he been speaking to you during this time in the word? Are there some things that are stressing you out? Are there some things possibly that you're carrying that does not belong to you? Are you consistently stressed, constantly carrying something that is not yours? Maybe it's time this morning for that self-examination. It's a process. It doesn't just happen at one time. It's constantly doing soul searching. Constantly doing self-introspection. Constantly doing self-examination. For some of you, your motives might need to be examined. Some of you might need to make adjustments in your schedule. And get others examined your values. If that's you this morning... I want to pray with you. I want to agree with you in prayer this morning. If you're saying, Pastor, that's my heart. God is speaking to me this morning. And there's some things I need to deal with. Would you come now to the front so we can pray? Come up to the altar. The altar is a place of sacrifice. It is a place of examination. It is a place to say, Lord, here I am. I'm presenting myself to you. Lord, I perceive there's some things that are out of whack. There's some things that need adjustment. There's some things that need fine-tuning in my life. And Lord, I would present those things to you this morning, Lord. God, I'm stressed, but I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too blessed for this. I'm too blessed for this, for this pain. I'm too blessed to keep going through this. I'm too blessed, too blessed to have things out of whack. I'm too blessed. You got so much more for me, God. So much more, so much more for me, God. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to agree with you in prayer. I'm not standing up here as a person who has mastered every area because it is a lifelong process. It is a lifelong journey. No one is perfect. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But thank God, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And if God be for us, who can be against us? He gives us the strength to be more than a conqueror in Him. are standing, married couples are standing, families are standing because we're too blessed to be stressed, arguing and thickering and just irritated and agitated, too blessed, too blessed, all that fussing, even cussing, all that stuff, God we're going to give it to you this morning, we're going to come out of survival mode and go into abundant living mode said that you died for us that we might have life and have life more abundantly abundant life oh God so if you before me this morning this altar why don't you just lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to talk to your heavenly father you know what the things are that have been stressing you you know what the things are that have been ailing you you know what the things are that have been out of whack you know the motives, your schedule, your values. You know those things. Begin to talk to him about it. Begin to confess the guilt, the fear, the insecurities, the pride, the dealings with acceptance and recognition and the lust and the, the envy and the jealousy. All those things. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Father, we come before you this morning because we confess, Lord God, that we've been stressing a lot lately. We confess that we've been so overwhelmed with the cares of this life, so overwhelmed with our issues, so overwhelmed with the problems. We, we realize that we are carrying things that don't belong to us, oh God. Your words that cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. God, we cast our cares unto you this morning. We cast our issues unto you this morning. Our fears, God, all the motives of our heart, oh God. We give them to you this morning, God. We need your grace. We need your power right now, God. Father, I pray that you will help some with their schedules today, Lord God. I pray for true balance, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would just help them to balance life out, God, by your spirit. I pray for renewed strength and vigor for living, oh God. That, oh God, they're not just living to work, oh God. Oh God, but there's more in them. There's purpose, there's a destiny. There's a plan that you have for them. And Lord, I pray, oh God, for our values, Lord God. Those we claim, oh God, that it will be truly practiced, oh God. Lord, I pray that we will not make vows, Lord God rashly Lord God and then to reconsider them later Lord God but that we'll truly have good character godly character that remains the same oh God that the same person we are here will be the same person we are there and the same person we are over there Lord so Lord I pray in the name of Jesus Lord God that you will deliver us that you will heal us that you will touch us I bind the spirit of depression I bind the spirit of oppression. I bind the spirit of weariness, Lord. I bind up the spirit of worry. Oh God, that worrying spirit. But what about this? What about that? The devil is a liar. Our beautiful future is in your hand. And you have great and wonderful things in store for us. Because we are your children. So God, we cast off these things. We lay down these burdens, oh God, and we take up your yoke this morning. We take up your yoke this morning upon us. We take up your yoke this morning, oh God. We take up your yoke this morning, oh God. For it is light. It is easy. It is easy. It is light. That's the type of life that you want us to live, light and easy. And so we thank you, Lord right now for working out on our job situation Lord God give us balance in the workplace give us balance in our academics give us balance in our families give us balance in our health give us balance in our finances give us balance in those relationships around us oh God I pray for balance in the name of Jesus and I pray that the blessings of the Lord will make rich and add no sorrow no sorrow, no sorrow. May the blessings of the Lord be rich to you and add no sorrow, no stress, no distress. For all is well in your kingdom. All is well for the child of God. All is well for our homes. All is well for our health. All is well for our finances. All is well, all is well, all is well, all is well, all is well. We declare it and decree it huh? in the name of Jesus. Huh? We call it done now, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
we thank you for the victory that we won't get bitter but we'll get better and better and better and better and stronger and wiser and more anointed yes we will yes we will in the name of Jesus God put your hands together and give the Lord a praise thank him 